Well, hello there, dear listener, and welcome to Null Pointers. We are your hosts, Mark, Gerald, and Stephen. And today we'll be talking about details that matter, fonts and icons. So stay tuned. But before we get to today's topic, I recently read an article. Well, let's be honest, I I haven't read an article, but I've seen on Twitter, like every second day, there is a tweet from SpaceX with a video that they're planting some satellites into space. And I'm beginning to question if that's just always the same video that they're posting or if they're actually releasing so many Starlink satellites into space to get internet in the wild. Did you guys see those videos that they post where they? I, uh, I I must honestly admit that Elon's cryptocurrency tweets <laughs> have, have been on my radar more than the ones about his actual satellites, mm-hmm. which is a whole different story, I suppose. But you don't have to follow Elon for these; you have to follow SpaceX. Yeah, I figured. I figured. But yeah, I guess he needs to fund his hobby somehow. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I I mean, I'm not even sure what half of these do. You're saying they're bringing internet to remote regions? or? Well, yeah, so, so the theory is if you get a Starlink, you can order a dish, which you then can put up, and it's on a tripod thing, and they will fight the satellites. And you need direct vision because it's like satellites. So if you got a tree in between or a chimney or another house, hmm. it, there will be no internet connection. Uh, so some people say it's like the... 5G nanometer wave thing that would be super fast, but you always need to have direct line of sight, otherwise no working. And um, yeah, I think the so so the same goes for the satellites. And since the only way that you can always have direct sight is if you could put up a ton of them, so there's always one in direct line of sight, and then you could, in theory, have a great internet. And as far as I've seen, it's like I think 200 megabits down and sum up i would have to check but I'll, I'll put a link in the show notes where that's described i think the netherlands is partially covered i saw a headline somewhere this week or something hmm. um, and also i saw a couple of people in australia i think they were pretty happy so lachlan i hope you order already ordered yours but yeah because this this kind of blows my mind well i guess it makes sense right because in australia it's just all this widespread but you think like australia they all have their stuff figured out so they must have good internet connection but i think you know a lot of the people probably outside of the cities in more the rural areas don't really have pretty good connections so they were really happy with this and i saw a couple of people who um actually ordered this so that was uh, pretty cool but yeah i i feel like you know seeing my twitter timeline sometimes that i'm the only kind of computer related person who is not really that interested into the whole space stuff and rocket launches and whatnot because i mean it's cool and because you're weird yeah that's true <laughs> if i if i can go then it will be a pretty sight i will go but uh it's not that i want to see every missile being launched or blown up or whatever <laughs> yeah i don't think it needs to be everyone but uh i i, I only imagine that it must be quite a a sight or a feel and a sounds to listen to when a rocket launches and you're close by. So who knows? Maybe one day when we can travel again, I I might 
be able to see a rocket launch. I think that would be fascinating. But coming back to Starlink, did you know that the dish has got a super funny name? The dish that you put up on your house if you want to do it is the Dishy Mac Flatface. Okay, mm-hmm. like like the flamethrower, Bernie McBurn face. Yeah, or the boat, know. Bodie McBoat face. Yeah. All right, all right. I think that was an Australian something, right? Bodie McBoat face. I think that's where it all started. Or that or the UK. I'm not even sure. Anymore. Yeah, one of the, one of these. Yeah, yeah. But naming things is hard. I mean, yeah, and I mean, did they write documentation? Just going back to our episode of last week. Well, the better question is maybe since you need so many Starlink satellites up in the air. People are starting to question, I mean, if you got a telescope and you want to stargaze and you've got all these mini satellites swarming about, they might distort your view. And I was told only painting them black will not actually solve the problem because you still want to watch stars and not black satellites uh, distorting your view. So there's that. Hoping to somehow now make the segue over to (laughs) style. (laughs) Stephen, help me here. I'll, I'll help you. Those satellites have writing on them. Writing is done in a certain font. Ta-da! Segway. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take that. And I'll ask you, Stephen, since you've done that so well, why should you even care about icons and fonts? Because they look pretty. Just like the stars. And some look prettier than others. <laughs> that's that's the whole thing. Nah, obviously, that's not the only reason. I mean, what you find a beautiful font Comic Sans, for example, might not be my favorite. That happens. So it's you just it's, ha- you just had to put that out there, right? You just had to put that out there. Yes. My favorite fonts of all time, Comic Sans. Yes, the only font that is ever needed on this planet. on anything, basically. I mean, put it on a rocket, still looks good. Though I must be honest, I've seen a delivery van driving by, and he had on it was printed in Comic Sans, uh, like heating specialist, and it's just like. I did not strike the confidence in his skills as he might have thought he would hmm. when creating well, that. There you have the answer to your question. I mean, obviously, it, it gives your whatever you're doing, if it's a, a heating specialist van or an app or, or a website, it gives it a unique feel at the least. So it should be fiery confidence. Like, like a, a warm touch, but not too warm because... If you also do cooling systems in some, you know, it has to sum it up. But yeah. Yeah. Can you can you go off and do that for me now? Sure. <laughs> I'll send a bill. But no, obviously it it it's typically done to give your app at least or let's let's just keep two apps. Give it some sort of a unique feel, right? I mean most companies have style guides and identities and branding and all that yeah. stuff that a lot of people got paid for to come up with. And that is that is what uniquely identifies you as a company. I think Microsoft recently actually put out a survey of some sorts to get a new company font, or at least a new main font for Word, I think, or the entire Office Suite, maybe. I think um, it was the entire Office Suite. Yeah. And obviously, it is Beer Town. Yeah, it, it's definitely Beer Town. But, I mean, Calibri... Which is the previous one? That's that's basically the font that is probably well. I wouldn't say the most used, but at least it's it's up there somewhere because it's it's so identifiable and it's the default option, obviously. But I think a lot of logos that have like a an image mark and and some sort of text. If you just drop the image and write something else in the same font, I think you'd be 
able to recognize them, at least for, for famous things like McDonald's or Nike or you name some kind of brand. So it, it's definitely part of that, giving that a unique type identity and feel. And yeah, I think that uh, that's the main reason why you should care. And for me, I mean, I think I've already said it on this podcast a few times, but I'm not the designer type person. And so it yes, is. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Look at look at all your designer clothes and oh, yeah. how you sit here. It's just yeah, man. with my tur- with my turtleneck. No, but yeah. what what I'm trying to get at is like I when I started out in this software development business, I thought fonts were a solved problem. You know, like why would you ever need any more fonts? You got Arial, and then Calibri came along, and I, you look at it and you just go like, yeah, that, it looks it looks better. It looks nicer. You know, it just looks a bit fresher and all. And based on that form, then came a lot of other stuff. And I mean, in the in the development space, if you think about it, I mean, font ligatures have been quite a thing uh, to enable those in the past things. So they make your code a bit prettier. I mean, there, there are big discussions on that. Do they really make it prettier? Some people don't really like them. I tend to really like them. I'm really keen to know Gerald's response on that one. But yeah, I mean, those are also evolutions of fonts to then uh, have the code appear differently or more readable. All right, Gerald, so much better. I must honestly say that I have not invested the time to actually try it out. So I've seen it in a couple of screenshots or whatever and it looks pretty but it doesn't look that much prettier and doesn't make me that much productive yes eh, i don't know yes. uh so you know they're talking i mean then there is the extension for i think vs code i should totally look up its name i think you have a couple one of them is neon which gives your fond kind of neon glow oh, and yeah. then there's the other that when you type or you, when you do backspace then it explodes i mean why why not that why does it look pretty i want the equal sign with the with the cross thing between it no i want exploding letters man that's where it's at (laughs) so point point one absolutely not distracting in demos so let me just change this (laughs) huge explosions going on and then at the end you summarize up so the simple thing that we did here is print hello world and you go like oh we oh we did that (laughs) i thought i mean the Avengers movies and and whatnot explosions everywhere. Everyone likes it, so why not spice up our? It could be a little... thing. It could be a thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I I mean I I'll be I didn't even know that that thing exists. And yeah, I, it might be maybe making me more productive. I think I would have to try that out once we get allowed into offices and uh, with some speakers on full blast. That should be fun. What are you doing? Oh, I'm just refactoring. <laughs> boom boom boom. <laughs> Blowing out some code, yeah. So no, but on a more serious <laughs> note, uh, I I I literally haven't. I don't know. I I tend to. I should look more in those kind of productivity, making my experience a little bit nicer, maybe. But uh, yeah, I, I really haven't looked into installing a font like that and see if it does anything for my well being while being at work. But yeah. So th- th- I, the other interesting thing I noticed is I almost never visit Stack Overflow because you know I I know all the things. All I the have things, all yeah. the answers. Uh, but coincidentally, I was there last week, and I think they have changed friend. also to for a friend. Stephen messed something up, um, <laughs> and they changed the font to I think the the, the 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 one that Microsoft invented for also specifically for code, the Cascadia Mono one. Yes, that that is indeed the uh, the Microsoft ligatures font. Yeah, I. I Somehow have a hard time believing that you're not on Stack Overflow while you're in the top. I don't know how many 
<laughs> answering. Oh, but that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm people. answering questions, so that's good. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. yeah. <laughs> oh, that oh, that part of being on Stack Overflow. Oh, yes. Stack yeah. I don't. I don't hire a bunch of, of other people to answer questions. In my no, name. no, I would no. not do Definitely that. No. <laughs> There's no Fiverr gigs for that. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, so fonts. Well, yeah. What yeah. what should but, I other tell about fonts? But I, I remember vaguely, like in in CSS, you, you sometimes you say, "Hey, I want to have this specific font," and then if the font is not available, you like have some backdrops. So there are like these base fonts, I believe, that are available on most systems. Stephen, I'm sure you know them off the top of your head, like the Times New Romans and the comic songs. I don't know. Yeah. Well, th- obviously, this even differs from machine to machine. Like a little MacBooky type thing has its own little world of fonts and Comic Sans lookalikes and all that stuff. I'm not even sure what. I think it's Marker Felt or something. At least it's faintly. No, yeah. no, no, no. I saw it the other day. Oh, what was it? Oh, something no, it's. Com- com- yeah, oh, comic I don't know. Something. Yeah. They have something that is basically Comic Sans, but then. In the Mac world, I suppose. But yeah, they are definitely the the default go-to fonts. But because they're go-to, they're not really... Like, they don't really convey that initial thought of making your app look really unique. Um, At least the first thing that I typically tend to do when I'm building something is play around with the fonts. That that is, well, after domain name, logo, um, (laughs) that kind of stuff. But (laughs) then somewhere along those lines come the fonts. Because the default ones just meh, they just don't do it for me. But there are some, there are some obviously great resources for that. One being Google Fonts, which is pretty much a completely free library that you can use anything you want from. Um, and there are even browser extensions that let you basically change your entire website to use a specific Google font, so you can quickly flip through them and see them how they look on your website, which is kind of cool. But yeah, I think fonts in and of itself well that's a stylistic choice you'll have to make based on branding and and maybe the type of thing you want to convey like for example you have the sans serif fonts which are the ones without a little serif hook type thing on some letters like the um the l or the k like the the little i don't even know what serifs i mean that's that's what they're (laughs) called but I'm quite unsure how to explain this in something that is not visual, but Times New Roman is like probably the most famous example of that, um, which looks like a bit of a classical type font. And then you also have the the monospaced ones where each character takes up an equal amount of room, which is ideal for stuff like code. But yeah, those, those basic ones, I tend to go for the sans serif ones. But there is some sort of like a small mini revolution going on with serif fonts, especially I think Medium, which is a big blogging platform, kind of took on that uh, that challenge where they have sans serif headers and serif font for the, the main body of the blog post. And I think more and more blog posts or blog people having a blog are... are adopting that that idea and that's kind of the thing right you see that with design and so you know the font is part of the design i guess is that it's yep. all kind of like a trend right so if, if some popular company comes up with a new font or something that works then there's others that are going to copy it somewhat and um, then you suddenly have something new so and like like mark already said like hey i had times new roman forever and then came you said 
Calibri? Calibri, well, yeah. Yeah, you said it make in a different way. I, I, I was going to say make a comment again like I say it differently. But anyway, uh, so that one, and then you think like, oh, wow, that's that looks so fresh and new and modern and hip. And then you're going to use that all the time everywhere. Uh, but yes, David, you always come up. It's like you say, like the domain name, then the font. And I try that for you know some of the stuff that I try to design poorly. And then I sit down and like I'm doing now, I'm trying to find that font name on macOS. And I'm just scrolling through all these things. And then after <laughs> two pages, they all start to look alike. And then I'm like, I don't have the patience to do this. And I just pick <laughs> one and it looks horrible. That's kind of my design story, basically, usually. I understand you, Gerald. I mean, it's like the cry for help. You know, you make it so bad that someone comes along and she says, I just, just use this. It will make everything look so much better. Yeah. And well, yeah, thank you very much. Very much appreciated. That's uh, I, I know that tactic. I have but actually, the, Stephen, I don't, the Google fonts, there's a lot of fonts that you can just use, I think. Maybe I don't even know if you need to put some kind of little attribution somewhere on your site that you're using it. Um, but are those fonts, like, are they all created by Google and just put out there like, hey, use this? Or is it from different I think they are from or? actual different people all around the world. Like the, the whole Comic Sans discussion got me thinking there is a Comic Neue, which is new in German, which is, well, it's Comic Sans, but hip and nice, newer. like Mark would say, newer and fancier. But that is that is built by someone who just made a project out of doing that and, and who's offering it through Google Fonts for free. Oh, right. So you could just offer your font basically through Google Fonts then or something, I guess. Yeah. And I, I think stuff like Roboto, which is Android's native font, I believe, mm -hmm. um, is on there. That's obviously a Google-built one. But yeah, I think things that are quite popular i think open sans is one of those um mm -hmm. they are quite well known and i think they're actually made by not google it seems so if you're on google fonts you can see the names and uh even JetBrains, so the rider ide for c sharp the they have their JetBrains mono fonts on there so you could uh, download it and you can also see who are the co-creators of it so that's uh that's quite cool, actually. I did. I did not know that you can do that. This actually even exists. So thank you for teaching me today, Steve. You're welcome. Another thing that I have heard very often about is so you you choose your colors, you make your gradients because your app needs gradients, and then you choose your font that really pops, and then you have to do some icons. And so you open up Google. You search for free icons, and then you just take whatever there is. And then I got a verbal slap in the face by a designer friend who told me, you can't just use that icon with this font. This totally does not match. And I went like, what are you talking about? I got a font and I got icons. So how how can they ever even affect each other? Stephen, I mean, that's uh, how can a picture affect fonts and vice versa? Yeah, that that is a question I think a designer could answer better than I can because I'm, I'm leaning more towards the camp that you're describing. Like, I like this icon. I like the look of it. I'll use that. But there's obviously also even like entire theories about should you even be using icons instead of text for accessibility reasons, for example. But yeah, I, I'm not quite sure why, to be honest. I can see like if if the app is trying to 
have this kind of modern UI, I guess, is if you have like rounded buttons and, and you have a font that is sans serif and like kind of roundish, that your icon shouldn't be really blocky, square, straight line kind of stuff. Like that doesn't really vibe well together. But I typically make that decision just using my eye and not necessarily any bigger theory than that behind it. But I'm sure there are theories on how that works. Well, I, I, I'm i not uh, that strong on the theory side, but I think it was uh, at the time I was using, I don't know what it was, Font Awesome maybe? And so the font that we chosen had had was really very straight lines. So there was no no corners or no rounded edges and stuff like that. It was all just straight lines. And then the icons that I first have had chosen then to fill in, they were all nice and round and they had these nice rounded corners and the and the squares, they were also with these curved etches and all and, and the designers just said, No, that, that does not work. You cannot you cannot take these nice rounded icons and put them now into this beautiful crisp uh, layout that will just not that will just not rhyme and i mean once he once i was pointed out to this error i mean it was like okay i i can see your point and then we chose a different font uh, we chose a different set of icons which were more uh jime along with the general layouts and i think the same you can say is uh for icons in general i mean you can you can either use pictures uh, or images that you can add to your project the downside there is you will probably have to provide multiple resolutions to it and i always remember whenever the task falls on me to import these new files it's uh, it takes longer than you sometimes would like to admit because you have to put them all into their own folders and have them specially named and i know that there are tools out there that help you with the naming but the import into Visual Studio sometimes can take quite a few seconds on my machine. I don't know if it's the antivirus uh, coming in between, but yeah, it's uh, it was not that much fun. So another thing I think um, fonts can be used for is icons, right? So the icons that you just described, you can also get them in kind of like a fondish way. Does that also, in my mind, it makes them infinitely scalable? They don't, you know, you don't have to get in big resolutions. And itsy bitsy tiny ones. Itsy bitsy tiny ones. Is it actually SVGs? I don't know how fonts work that way. It's not SVGs, but it's just, I don't know how it works. So I'm not, I'm going to stop talking about it here. But so you have these font icon libraries, which are just, you know, basically, I think the the oldest, most famous one is probably Windings in the kind of like the ballpark of Comic Sans, uh, the same era. Um, where you would already have, like, you would type a normal letter, but some weird icon would come out. Um, and now that is made popular because you can wrap them all into a little font um, file, which is typically smaller than, you know, loading all the images um, separately. And, you know, they are, like I said, scalable, very, very well scalable. So you can do all these kinds of things with it. I think you might take a hit on like the accessibility maybe because it might be hard for screen readers to pick it up. And they're, you know, typically they're just, they have one color. You can determine the color because it's a font. So you can just say font color is this. So you can color them very easily, but they're not like full color usually. Um, although I think there is some development there that you might also have like 
full color font icons. I, I see Mark like, what are you talking about? You what are you know, talking about, Joel? You are amazing me as well. I, I did yeah. not know that. Maybe I'm dreaming this. Maybe <laughs> I, I will look it up and I will put a link in the show notes. Or if you're listening to this and do not see the link in the show notes, then I'm talking total nonsense here. <laughs> so I recently, so Stephen actually wrote a blog post how you can even convert SVG images and put them into a font. So you could like create your own custom font because sometimes when you are working with a customer, they will have their icons that they always use in the company and they might even have them as an SVG. And so that allows you then to then pack those SVG files into some nice fonts because the fonts are like really easy to include in your projects. Uh, also for Xamarin Forms, there was some update there a couple of months, maybe even years ago. I mean, we are still in March 2020, right? So it was just a couple of weeks back, and you could you can use them as as font icons in your in your app. And I know that Zarin has done a, a great job there to do, to make that easier. And I expect that in Maui to stay the same. But what we then try to do is uh, have colored fonts, so having different colors, like a, but they were all filled, and so that was a bit odd because everything was just one big blob of color. And uh, I was then told that what you can do is you you could put uh, multiple characters on top of each other and then draw colored icons by layering font up on font, like text box up on text box to achieve the result. That that feels feels hacky. Yucky, yucky, I mean, yucky, yucky hacky. Yeah, yeah. But there are there are also a a bunch of font libraries out there that you can use. Windings might be one that we would have to add to our list in the show notes. But uh, another one that is I think quite famous is the Font Awesome, which uh, you can search for your icons. So you include the fonts into your app, um, and then you can reference them with some strange ampersand magic thing going on there. <laughs> Better to just make those constants somewhere in your app so you don't have to put those everywhere. But yeah, <laughs> it might be an idea. <laughs> might be an idea. But I don't think you can actually, from a license perspective, use wingnings. Uh, that might that might get you in trouble. But you could do it in a demo. Oh no! You uh, could for, do it on your own. probably for funsies. For funsies, if, yeah. If you don't tell anyone, you yeah okay yeah like yeah okay, you should you should always check the licenses before using any fonts in general but font awesome is not the only one so i think there are some other ones uh, material icons comes to mind and one that i just recently discovered is uh microsoft has also brought out a their own icon font or a newer one uh which is fabric uh, so if you're looking for a font icon set where you have the I think SharePoint logo and Word logo in there. It's uh, it's all there. What's your favorite, Steve? My favorite font. Your favorite it's, icon uh, font. Or my favorite icon font. That's very specific. Typically the ones that I create myself because they oh. serve exactly the purpose I need them for. You sound like a chef, you know. I don't I don't use any spices from the supermarket shelf. I tend to do them on my own. I tend to grow my own and pound them in a grinder. Yeah. No, no. I think it's more a matter of, well, there. Th you mentioned the blog post that I wrote um, that has a site in it called Icomoon, which has like, I don't know, a lot of predetermined sets of icons. And you can basically mix and match from those and 
create your own font from that. So I just typically go for the ones that, well, strike my visual interest. And that could be anything from anywhere, basically. And there's also, I think we can put the link in the show notes because I'm not entirely sure on the name of the website, but I I think it's svgrepo.com, which has like this entire repo as of svg icons and things that you could then import into a font so there's also a lot of stuff in there that might tickle your fancy if you're looking for something specific but if you're if you're asking about an actual font that is not icons poppins 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 is where that where it's at it's on google fonts yeah, I'm just I'm just checking right now. But Stephen, we have to also ask how many times does your favorite font change? Because you know, I've I've seen you use a lot of fonts. It uh, it happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, this is this is I'm looking at it now. It's a good one. Poppins is not bad. It's been there for a while. I mean, I came from Comic Sans, so. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a long journey. It's been a long journey. Or whatever else was hip and happening in the GeoCities era. <laughs> oh man, that was good. Talk about styling and getting the details right. You could Yeah. We had a couple of those more local Dutch websites where you could, you know, they they would allow a lot of styling. It was CU2 and I think there was Dream community. Oh my gosh, it's all coming back. <laughs> so yeah, is that, like can, the, is that like the Dutch MySpace? Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I never a lot really of teenage MySpace. angst happening here. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you could you could style all the things, and then they would mess it up. So you could you could only style this thing, but then me as a thirteen year old hacker hacker man, um, you know, I found out how you could style outside of your thing. So the whole website got styled. Um, instead of only your little page thingy. Um, yeah, fun times, fun times. Nice, nice. Font injection attack. Wasn't there once a talk by Troy Hunt where he made entire sites jiggle? Oh, yeah, yeah that's right. I think it was cross-site scripting, so, right? You could you could yeah. test that with uh, injecting something in there and then the whole thing would start dancing. That's scary. Uh, so you can also do scary things with fonts. And on that, I think we'll end this show on the details that matter, fonts and icons. We have been your hosts, Mark Alibone. Gerald And Stephen Davison. And let us know, what are your favorite fonts or icon sets that you're using when styling your apps? On Twitter, nullpointers.io. Our DMs are open. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Stay safe. And until next week on Nullpointers. See, we did it. <laughs>